Gentlemen, you are listening to the Geared Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungamak. I'm the founder and curator of this podcast and of this ministry. It's our goal and our desire to help you grow as men of God um, and uh, live out our lives of Christian service the way that the Lord calls us to. I think it's a rare thing in this world, and we're working towards uh, having opportunities um, to be able to share that message of truth uh, with young men who love the Lord, who want to pursue the Lord, who want to walk with the Lord. Um, we're trying to do everything we can to help men understand what it means to be men, um, not be guided by the wisdom of the world, but be guided by the wisdom of the Creator um, who gave us purpose and gave us shape and gave us form. Uh, so I hope that this is a blessing to you. hope that it helps you on your journey towards Christian manhood and living manfully. Um, and I pray that uh, it uh, assists you on your road to heaven as well, um, clinging to the Heavenly Father for everything that you need uh, in this life and in the next. This episode of the Cry of the... Gird Up podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast, hosted by Pastor Paul Steinberg, who is a pastor. He's got his doctorate, um, and he's the father of five sons himself. He's the leader of um, chaplains in schools ministry here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Five days a week, he puts up a podcast that applies God's word to raising the next generation in the Lord. Uh, so take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast at ChristForDisciples.com or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, woof, and uh, pretty much anywhere else that you can listen to a podcast, you can find Christ for Disciples podcast um, or just at ChristForDisciples.com. It's one of my daily listens. It's what I listen to every day on the way to school. I listen to a couple of songs and then listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast as I pull into the parking lot. Um, it's an excellent way to prepare yourself uh, for the spiritual battles of the day, particularly if you're working with children. Uh, but even I frankly, I would argue, if you don't have kids of your own, even if you don't work with kids, uh, it's a fantastic devotion to start your day with each day. He's got a wonderful way of putting uh, the Word of God into the common vernacular um, and help us to help us to understand it and to realize uh, what the Lord uh, is calling us to do each and every day. If you want to hear your ministry or your podcast or your company or your group or whatever it is uh, advertised on the Gird Up podcast, make sure you contact me. Let me know. We can work out a deal uh, and get you up here uh, for the world to find you, uh, get you up here for the world to know about you, learn about you, and uh, continue to support each other in ministry and in life as we uh, walk together towards the heavenly kingdom. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Alright dudes, it's the new year. It's January, which means... <clears throat> Everywhere you go, the gyms are full, right? The uh, sporting goods stores are sold out of <laughs> the fancy at-home gym equipment. Um, there's yoga mats in every living room. Um, I think Peloton's uh, stock goes up about 85% this time of year, right? Um, every CrossFit gym suddenly makes budget. Everybody has their New Year's resolutions, right? Um, and to go along with those New Year's resolutions, every time they walk into a gym, 
every time they walk into a room where people are eating junk food, every time they walk into a bar, every time uh, you mention that it is now 2020, people feel obligated, this is both men and women, feel obligated to say the words, new year, new me, right? New year, new me, what a concept. Three days ago, I was someone completely different than I am now. Now, if that was true, it'd be terrifying, I think. (laughs) It would be terrifying for someone to be a completely different person three days after. Uh, I guess, well, sometimes it'd be a pleasant surprise, I suppose. Um, But the reality is, (laughs) the new year didn't suddenly create a new you. Um, Even though people sometimes believe it, right? And they believe in the power of me, and they buy into all this stuff of the world, right? Um, people believe that things are going to get better and that they're going to stay better. Every year. They believe things right now aren't very good, but things are going to get better and they are going to stay better. And so then they watch a bunch of motivational videos and they scroll through Facebook for a few hours and they feel real good about themselves and they go out and they declare to the world, I am new and different and things are going to get better. But the real world hits, <laughs> and uh, they discover that when things are good, they always get harder. And when things are tough, they always get better. It doesn't really matter what you choose to do often. Hard times always get easier, and easy times always get tougher. Maybe that was an overstatement. It definitely matters what you do. <laughs> um But just the general rule of the world is when things are good, they're going to get tough. And when things are tough, they're going to get good. And there's more examples than that that than could fill every page in every book ever written. There are so many examples, um, and I'm sure you have plenty of examples too. It's just one of the rules of the sinful world that we live in. When times are good, they're going to get hard. When times are hard, they're going to get better. Right. Um, people just believe crazy lies about the reality of our situation. Um, people believe, you know, in order to make things better, I just need to sort through some stuff. Right. You've heard that. It's it's I just need to take focus on me for a while. Right. Um, I have a lot of baggage right now. And once I can get rid of that baggage, then I'll be ready for yada, 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 particularly in our spiritual lives. We make excuses for bad behavior. We make excuses for bad relationships. We make excuses um, for weak and just nonsensical spiritual lives by saying things like, I just need to sort through some stuff. Me and God have some things to sort out. Um, You know, I, I have a lot of baggage. But you are not the answer. Looking into yourself... In, like introspection is never going to solve the problem and talking to your friends, that's never going to be the answer, right? Turning the focus back onto a bad relationship that you were in or pain that you went through or a rough childhood or some sort of abuse that you endured, um, just stuff from the past, putting emphasis back on the past over and over and over again and then letting that dictate the way you live your life now It's focusing on your old condition instead of focusing on who you are now. You are a new creation, and it's time to act like it, right? You are a new creation. You have been made new, and 
our focus tends to focus on what we were before we were made new or what we were, you know, last week or last month or what happened five years ago instead of focusing on who I am now and what's going on now and the new creation that the Lord promises I am right now. Jesus didn't call his disciples by saying, you know, talk to one of my counselors over there in the corner and when you've unpacked your life and sorted through all your baggage and you've, you know, confronted all of your abuse and your abusers, and found healing and peace, then you can come follow me. Right? Jesus never said that, and it's nonsense. It's almost comical. You, you, there, you can't look into yourself to find peace. You can't look into yourself to find growth and improvement. Jesus didn't say to the sinful woman in John 14, or the one they were going to stone, she got caught having sex outside of marriage. And in uh, Mosaic law, that meant, that meant you could stone her to death, right? And so they're taking her out to be stoned to death. And they asked Jesus, you know, is it right to stone this woman? And Jesus said, let him who is sinless cast the first stone. When the story's over, what does Jesus say? Does he say, go, resol- or go see a counselor and resolve your daddy issues, and then once you've resolved your daddy issues and you stopped having sex, then you can go request church membership and go through all the classes, and when you've gone through all the classes, then you can follow me. He says, go and leave your life of sin. There's no precursor to that. There's no qualifier to that. He says, go and leave your life of sin. If you don't want to be in this situation again, if you don't want to be a wicked and adulterous woman, then leave your life of sin. Go and leave your life of sin. That's the change. That's the new me, is one who's left his life of sin behind and isn't returning to it. Right? Jesus didn't tell the leper who was healed and came back and thanked the Lord and worshipped him. Right? Jesus didn't say, you know, rise and go. Your positive body image and your righteous choices, like your, your good choices, your good life choices over, over the last 30 years have made you well. He said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Um, when Moses, remember in the Old Testament, the Israelites sinned, God sends snakes into the camp, people are dying left and right because they're getting bit by venomous snakes, right? The Lord tells Moses, make this bronze image of a snake, put it on a cross, and hold it up above the camp. And I think sometimes a millennial might read into this, or people of our age, of our vintage might read into this, you know. Um, then God said to Moses, look to the snake and then go watch a bunch of inspirational videos and then hit the gym, make sure you're healthy, um, and then get a doctorate of biology and then team up with your bro that you met from the chemistry lab and then say the right prayer and the two of you working together, um, are, I'm going to show you the antidote. Um, to the poison that the snakes are biting and putting into people. And you're going to take that antidote that I gave you and you're going to go out and you're going to inject that antidote into all the people. And then in three to five days, the whole nation of Israel is going to be fine again. No! He doesn't tell Moses to go solve his own problem. He says, look to the snake and you'll be healed. If you put your faith in the one who's been raised up above the earth on the cross, you will be healed. Very simple directions. God said, look to that snake and be healed. And now, there's great wisdom and there's, uh, great, there's great usefulness and wisdom in introspection 
and self-discipline, um, and even in you know self-discovery and, and understand knowing yourself and understanding yourself and your personality and your tendencies and all that. There's great introspection in that. Um, I think a good way to look at that is as a coach, right? You'd be a fool to play a game and then not reflect on what happened during the game, right? What went well? What didn't go well? Um, what did we? you know what how did we win the game or how did we lose the game you know like what who played well who didn't play well what skills do we need to work on all that that's all useful and that's good but that's not going to solve our problem of basic sinfulness there's never going to be a point where you don't have anything left to work on there's never going to be anything you can't get better at right you're never going to reach the end of that path you're never going to reach the end of that self-improvement path Right, uh, I do the same thing in my classroom. That lesson didn't go well. What went wrong with the lesson? Why wasn't it good? Or that lesson was really good. Why did? Were they so engaged? What were the environmental factors? You know, like what was different about today than yesterday? Why was this day so much better than the other? But I'm never going to reach the point where every day is good all the time and we never have problems. If we could solve all of our own problems and make the world right on our own, if we could do all this by ourselves, we wouldn't need Jesus. All this positive image, self-discovery, baggage unpacking, focused on me, new year, new me, all this stuff is the wisdom of the world. If you want real healing and real strength and real renewal and real peace and real hope and real joy and real contentment, you have to look to the real creator, the real source of everything good. All this other stuff that the world says we should do is wisdom of the world. And Paul tells us the world is darkened in their understanding, that they don't see the light. They don't walk in dark. They walk in darkness. They don't walk in the light. They don't understand, and they'll never be able to solve their own problem. They are lost in death and in sin. And when we take their advice and we apply it to our spiritual lives, and when we say that's going to solve all the problems, we take Jesus out of the picture. Instead of saying... Jesus, I know that you made a sacrifice for me. Um, thank you. We say, that's great, Jesus. Um, now I'm going to put a little extra work in and see if I can improve on what you've already done. It's nonsense. There is no new year, new me. There's a new savior. And that new savior has created a new creation. There's an old man, and there's a new man. That's the new. And that didn't switch and suddenly magically change at midnight on January 1st of 2019 or 2020. One of my favorite hymns, especially like evening hymns, so when we go to like a Compline service or an evening service, is um, uh, It Is Well With My Soul, right? When peace like a river attendeth my ways, when sorrows like sea billows roll, right? It goes through and they talk about no matter what's happening in life, it is well with my soul. And it's also true about when you sing the song, right? No matter when you sing this piece of music throughout your lifetime, across generations, like when I sang it when I was five, when I will sing it when I'm 85, um, when generations past sang it and when generations future sing it, there will never be a time when it's not true. It will always be things are well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Not it's going to be well with my soul. Not it once was well and is going to be well again with my soul. Right? Um, it's not I'm working on and making sure that things are well in the end with my soul. 
Um, it's not, I'm saying things are well with my soul so that I believe it and I internalize it. And by visualizing it, I make it true. No, it is well with my soul. It is well right now and will always be right now well with my soul. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. We are no longer slaves. So stop slaving away. Stop acting like you're a slave to your sin, that you're a slave to your past, that you're a slave to the things that happened last year or last month or last week or when you were a child or when you were in that bad relationship or when you lost your virginity or when you said terrible things or that stint you did on drugs or whatever it is, you know, that when the period of your life where you overate every day, um, all of that is nothing. It's nothing. Pursuing that, as Solomon says, is chasing after the wind. Stop slaving away to try and earn the peace and joy and love and forgiveness and hope and contentment and renewal that only comes from the Father. It's a gift. Stop trying to earn it. John chapter 8. Jesus is talking to the... um, chief priests and teachers of the law. He says to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Listen to this. This is important. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, you, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you that I have seen in the father's, what I have seen in the father's presence and you do what you have heard from your own father. Jesus is telling a group of people who believe they have no need for him, I'm telling you the things of God. If you listen to me, you will be set free. But instead, you rely on who you are and what you've done and what your fathers, your earthly fathers have told you about yourselves. Instead of letting the Lord do his redemptive work in you, You're focused on the things of this world. You're focused on what family you come from. You're focused on uh, fulfilling a bunch of laws that were created by your father and your grandfather. You've got this picture of what, you know, your life should be like and what you should be doing. And you pursue that instead of pursuing the father. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you want to be free from the rat race and free from the sin of the world, if you want to be new, if you want to be made new, pursue Jesus. Hold to his teachings. Live the way he tells you to live. Walk in the way. Walk in paths of righteousness. And you'll be set free. You'll be free indeed. So as every other year, 
My resolution is to know the Father better, to follow where he leads, and to continue to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Nothing else matters to me. Nothing else is important, and it shouldn't be. The one New Year's resolution that matters to walk with the Lord, to follow where he leads, to cling to his teaching. If I do that, I'm going to take care of my temple. If I cling to the Lord, I'm going to find peace. If I cling to the Lord, I'm going to find health as much as it's in my control, right? I'm going to do everything I can to take care of myself. I'm going to do everything I can to pursue healthy relationships because that's what the Lord commands me to do. So instead of picking one little piece and saying, this is what I'm going to improve on, let's pursue the Father better. If you really want 2020 to be better than 2019, then cling to the Father like you never had before. Pursue Him like you've never had before. Study and pray like you never had before. Things will get better. You might not have more money. You might not have a better body, but you will find peace and joy at the feet of your king. God's blessings on 2020. Hope you have an awesome week and weekend. Let's walk with the Lord together. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.